1 Kings chapter 9, verse 1. And it came to pass, when Solomon had finished the building of the house of the Lord, and the king's house, and all Solomon's delight, which he was pleased to do, Two, that the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time as he had appeared unto him at Gibeon. The first time the Lord appeared unto Solomon, he asked him what he wanted, and Solomon asked for wisdom. So he gave him wisdom plus riches and wealth, and he promised him long life if he served the Lord all of his life. So now he's appearing again. 3. And the Lord said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and thy supplication that thou hast made before me. I have hallowed this house which thou hast built to put my name there forever, and mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. God always intended that his presence would stay in Solomon's temple. But because of Solomon's sin later, the temple was destroyed and the temple doesn't exist anymore. But at this time, it was his intent to stay there. For, and as for thee, if thou wilt walk before me as David thy father walked, in integrity of heart and in uprightness, to do according to all that I have commanded thee, and wilt keep my statutes and mine ordinances, integrity of heart is when you do the right thing even though it's difficult. Integrity is really rare these days. People usually do what they want. If it costs them anything to do the right thing, then they won't do the right thing. But integrity is when you do the right thing, even when it costs you. 5. Then I will establish the throne of thy kingdom over Israel forever, according as I promised to David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man upon the throne of Israel. 6. But if ye shall turn away from following me, ye or your children, and not keep my commandments and my statutes which I have set before you, but shall go and serve other gods and worship them, 7. Then will I cut off Israel out of the land which I have given them, and this house which I have hallowed for my name will I cast out of my sight, and Israel shall be a proverb and a byword among all peoples. Of course this happened. Israel did get dismantled. The temple was also dismantled, and for a long time the Israelites didn't have a country to call their own. Then, in the late 1940s, Israel became a state again, but for a long time it wasn't. And this is because Solomon and many of the kings after him sinned. There were a few kings after Solomon who obeyed God, but just a few. 8. And this house which is so high shall become desolate, and every one that passeth by it shall be astonished, and shall hiss. And when they shall say, Why hath the Lord done thus unto this land and to this house? 9. They shall be answered, because they forsook the Lord their God, who brought forth their fathers out of the land of Egypt, and laid hold on other gods, and worshipped them, and served them. Therefore hath the Lord brought all this evil upon them. After the temple was dismantled by the Babylonians, everybody knew that it was because of the sin of Israel, because they had served false gods. This will happen later. We're first going to re read about the history of all the kings of Israel and Judah when we read the book of First and Second Kings, and then we'll get into First and Second Chronicles, which kind of covers that territory again, giving new details. But at the end of that, then we'll get into the books of the prophets, where it covers the time that Babylon took over Israel, the time where God was really punishing Israel for all of its sins. But for now, we're going to read about all the kings that came before that and the sins that they committed. 10. And it came to pass at the end of twenty years, wherein Solomon had built the two houses, the house of the Lord and the king's house, meaning his palace. 
11. Now Hiram, the king of Tyre, had furnished Solomon with cedar trees and cypress trees, and with gold, according to all his desire, that then King Solomon gave Hiram twenty cities in the land of Galilee. Solomon repaid his friend the king of Tyre, with twenty cities from Galilee. But he should not have done that, because that land was only supposed to be for Israelites, not foreigners. That was wrong on Solomon's part. He should have rewarded Hiram in a different way. 12. And Hiram came out from Tyre to see the cities which Solomon had given him, and they pleased him not. 13. And he said, What cities are these which thou hast given me, my brother? And they were called the land of Kabul unto this day. So Kabul means unwanted or no good. Solomon was offering Hiram some really low-class cities that were small and didn't have a lot of amenities. So Hiram saw it as an insult. 14. And Hiram sent to the king six score talents of gold. A score is 20, so six score is 120 talents of gold. That's a lot of gold. 15. And this is the account of the levy which King Solomon raised, to build the house of the Lord, and his own house, and Milo, and the wall of Jerusalem, and Hazor, and Megiddo, and Gezer. Even though Hiram didn't like the 20 cities that Solomon gave him, he still accepted them. And he paid Solomon a tax from those cities. And the tax amounted to 120 talents of gold. And Solomon used that gold to develop other areas. Milo, a wall in Jerusalem, Hazor, Megiddo, and Gezer, and his own palace. So he used that money to further develop the places that he wanted to make look nice. 16. Pharaoh king of Egypt had gone up and taken Gezer, and burnt it with fire, and slain the Canaanites that dwelt in the city, and given it for a portion unto his daughter Solomon's wife. Solomon's first wife was an Egyptian princess, and her father took Gezer over, but instead of keeping it for Egypt, he gave it to his daughter. So it's kind of like half for Israel, half for Pharaoh, but it's in his daughter's hands. 17. And Solomon built Gezer and Beth Haran the nether. Nether means the lower or the southern part. Beth Haran is south of Gezer. And Solomon developed both of those areas. His wife owned Gezer because she got it from her father Pharaoh, but Solomon developed it for her. 18. And Balath and Tadmor in the wilderness in the land. Those are two other areas that Solomon developed. 19. And all the store cities that Solomon had, and the cities for his chariots, and the cities for his horsemen, and that which Solomon desired to build for his pleasure in Jerusalem, and in Lebanon, and in all the land of his dominion. Solomon was a man of entertainments. He had exotic animals. He probably had gardens, recreational areas. He was developing all of these things. 20. All the people that were left of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, who were not of the children of Israel. 21. Even their children that were left after them in the land, whom the children of Israel were not able utterly to destroy, of them did Solomon raise a levy of bondservants unto this day. The pagans that continued to live in Israel, Solomon had all of them pay a tax to him. 22. But of the children of Israel did Solomon make no bondservants, but they were the men of war, and his servants, and his princes, and his captains, and rulers of his chariots, and of his horsemen. Solomon didn't require a monetary tax from the Israelites. He taxed 
the pagans in money, but the Israelites he taxed in manpower. He made some of them servants and some of them warriors and some of them rulers, which means that they got a benefit from the work that they did. They weren't slaves. They were paid servants. 23. These were the chief officers that were over Solomon's work, 550 who bore rule over the people that wrought in the work. 550 chief officers oversaw all the building, construction, and different things like that. 24. But Pharaoh's daughter came up out of the city of David unto her house, which Solomon had built for her. Then did he build Milo. Which means Pharaoh's daughter did not live in the city of David, although she did live in Jerusalem. She lived outside the city of David. It looks like Solomon's palace was in the city of David, but the temple wasn't, and Pharaoh's daughter's house was not in the city of David. 25. And three times in a year did Solomon offer burnt offerings and peace offerings upon the altar which he built unto the Lord, offering thereby upon the altar. That was before the Lord. So he finished the house. There are three great feasts on the Jewish calendar that God created for the Jews to celebrate. During these three great feasts, Solomon gave burnt offerings and peace offerings on the altar, which is appropriate, which means he was still following the ordinances and the commandments of God up to this point when he still had one wife. 26. And King Solomon made a navy of ships in Ezion-Geber, which is beside Eloth, on the shore of the Red Sea in the land of Edom. The land of Edom is where the Edomites live, and those are cousins to the Israelites. Those are the children of Esau. And the ones who lived by the Red Sea, which is interesting because the Red Sea is the salt sea, and it's red because it has salt in it. But Edom is named red after Esau, who had red hairy hair. So it's kind of interesting how everything is red over there. Anyway, Solomon had a navy for the Red Sea. 27. And Hiram sent in the navy his servants, shipmen that had knowledge of the sea, with the servants of Solomon. Hiram and Solomon had worked together to build the temple of the Lord and probably also to build Solomon's palace. And now they're working together to create a navy for the Red Sea. 28. And they came to Ophir and fetched from thence gold 420 talents and brought it to King Solomon. The navy fleet transported gold from Ophir to Solomon's palace. And that concludes 1 Kings chapter 9.